welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance. Today is my interview with Faye Viviana. This is part two. Enjoy. Um, yeah, so I saw that you, um, you did the film Consent, and that's mm. something you directed. I couldn't find the film, but I, I was like, I was like, that looks like an interesting thing. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't think it's posted anywhere. Um, it's, I didn't write that one. That was yeah, written. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. But, I was, but that you was directed it. I just directed that. Um, but that's basically, it, it puts a twist on it. it. We didn't really push it into festivals and stuff because the, the twist that we put on it right around the time of like Me Too was not really the right twist. Yeah. So basically in the film, it's this couple like kind of like about to hook up and mm. he's a very wealthy, um, like, uh, like entrepreneur, like person yeah. with a lot of assets. And, um, so he asks for her to like sign a, like a consent thing before yeah. they sleep together. Um, and then once they've done it and he's asleep, she actually goes and she like deletes the form she signed because it's like she might uh. choose to use it against him. So um, I liked the story, but given the climate and the type of conversations that were being had, we yeah. were like, this actually might not be the right message for right now. Um, yeah. So we really didn't push that film very far, but um, yeah. it was fun. I got to work with a great DP. His name is Will Carnahan. And um, so we, we got to design a lot of like the lighting. I, I, I was happy with how the lighting, you know, like his was all very like orange and warm and hers was very blue, cold. And, yeah. you know, just getting to kind of like play with that is a treat with um, with a DP who's willing to kind of dive in there and, and do something a little bit um, artsy yeah. with you. So it's not just naturalistic. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a fun, that was a fun one. I, I also saw uh, To Be Mellow. I couldn't find you though i wasn't sure where where you were in oh that. to be mellow <laughs> i'm a photo in a frame your photo in a frame okay yeah right. that was like i a think friend. i know where you a are friend was like hey we need a picture of a wife for this thing <laughs> we'll give you a name <laughs> can you just send us a headshot and i was like okay because <laughs> so i'm like, like going through it i'm like where is she, where is she? yeah where no I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 somewhere in the environment yeah, <laughs> yeah. not in cool. that one <laughs> So which do you prefer? Do you prefer acting or directing? Uh, they're very different. I really yeah. love acting. I think I, I love performing. So I think act, and most of what I do is so that I get to act more. So I think I would say acting is my favorite. But directing is also cool because especially when you're working with really talented people, you can get the, you can really like get things to be the way you want them. Yeah. which sometimes as an actor you don't get you know what I mean like yeah. sometimes the director says you have to do this and you might not agree and yet that's your job and so you have to do that yeah when you're directing it's like you get to say how you want it to be and you get to have it done that way and so that's kind of nice like you can really design the story the way you want it to be told and when yeah. you're working with very you know um talented people who can really do what you ask for it's very satisfying to like see it yeah. done the way you want <laughs> As I saw, you guys just did um, David Auburn's um, The Lost Lake. How was that? Ah, oh, it was wonderful. Um, 
Lisa Gay and Craig are super talented. And I mean, we were, it was a kind of wild story. I was not planning on directing that show. Again, this is sort of what I mean about like directing can just happen. Um, We were trying to do Top Dog Underdog as our opening show for the season. And we couldn't get the rights because they decided to reopen it on Broadway. And so they were like, just kidding, you can't have the rights. So we were like, oh crap, okay. Um, And that had a different director attached and different cast, all this stuff. And then we were like scrambling to find what piece we'd put up. And for some reason, we just kept getting notes, like the rights, we just couldn't get the rights to the stuff we were asking about. And then I had read Lost Lake pre-pandemic and I had pitched it to a director and he said, I don't know, I I don't think it's flashy enough because it's very like slice of life. And Mm -hmm. I I really thought it was like a lovely story. And I was like, I can't believe that he didn't go for it, whatever. Um, So I had it sort of like in my back pocket. And so I thought one day it was getting to be like, if we didn't find a show by like tomorrow, we'd have to delay opening the season. Like we were running out of time. Yeah. So without really talking to anybody, I just applied for the rights at like midnight. And I was like, I'm just going to see if they're available. And they were like, yep, like immediately, they're available. You can have them. And I was like, okay. And so I was like, hey, Lisa Gay, Craig, any chance you're like free today to do like a quick little read of something called Alan? I was like, hey, I kind of want to do this show for like, just can you come to this table read? Um, I think it's great. And so they did, they showed up like, I think Craig had just gotten off a plane even, showed up at like 7 p.m. We just sat in a conference room, read this play. And Alan was like, well, that's great. But like, I don't have time. He has like three kids and runs a school and you know, all this stuff. Yeah. he's like, I don't have time to direct a show right now. And I was like, um, I guess I could. <laughs> yeah. And he went, oh, you, you want to do this? And I was like, sure. And I was like, hey guys, can you start rehearsals like tomorrow? And they're like, are we cast? Like, we thought we were just <laughs> doing like a reading for you. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I actually already yes. have the right. So, you know, if you're down, like let's, so we literally started rehearsing the next day. Yeah. and opened four weeks later so it was like this super fast turnaround yeah. um nobody had worked with that material before it was totally brand new um and we just like did it. i think they got one day off in the entire 30 days it was like grueling but they were such yeah. good sports about it and um yeah and they, they did such good work it was i mean it was yeah. a fantastic little show um so it that yeah it was really fun I I loved that process and because it's just the two of them the entire piece I really got to kind of dive in and just like work with the actors pretty much the entire process and yeah and that part's really fun because like I said getting to work with people that good means that you get to like really do it the way you want to do it and it was great I I liked what I like what you said um you said this in your interview um you like to work scene by scene you don't like to just go right straight to to the run through. So you really embrace the rehearsal process. Oh yeah, and, and early in the rehearsal process, I go like page by page, and I will like stop and be like, I think this line means this. Can we try it that way? Like I really like break it down because I feel like it's so much more freeing as an actor, right? Yeah. If you know why you're saying everything, like all of that script analysis is done. Then it's like getting off book, making sure that the logic is tracking between emotional beats and like, but if you haven't really like gotten in the nitty gritty, you don't, you're not as free actually. Like you you think you're more free, but you're actually not because you're still figuring it out all the time. And, and that like stops the flow of what you're doing. So I really like to like, before we get up on our feet, before we start memorizing, just 
go through and just really break it down. We'd have like two hour rehearsals where we'd only do one scene and just like break down the, yeah. the beats and what's and what, do the, what do these lines mean and you know really like get in there. And then once you start running the full scene, um, it's like everybody kind of knows. And then it's about just tweaking like, oh, I think let's try a little bit more energy towards that there so that this emotion is bigger. And then, you know, but it's, it's a little bit more easy to play because it's all clear. Everybody's on the same page. Um, it's not just this like, because I, I think the danger is that it's, it's fun to explore, but you can get stuck exploring and yeah. like never nail it down. Um, yeah. And I think that is, is a trap. You know, you don't want to get yeah, stuck. You got to, you got to, yeah, find a, we're going to explore it this time. And then, you know, here we are now we're kind of setting it here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I liked hearing that you like to have sometimes an actor like read the script to you so that you're listening to it, almost like an audio book. You like to have. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's I think that it's important with plays because like I read tons of plays, obviously with Crimson Square, yeah. I'm constantly trying to find material and stuff. Um, and sometimes you'll read a play and you'll be like, oh, this, this is really interesting. Like, I think I like, I think I like this piece. But then sometimes you put it into a reading and you hear it and you'll be realized like, oh, that, that scene actually wasn't as exciting as I thought it was, or it didn't land the way, it didn't have the impact I thought it would. And then you have to decide like, is that because, you know, they're just reading and the like acting isn't really there yeah. or is it because the script actually doesn't support it? And so hearing yeah. it, it's much easier to like make those decisions when you've heard yeah. it versus just reading. Will you go and uh, will you go and write it too? Do you do you ever find rewriting the script or like you know? Uh, I try not to when it's something that's already published and you know yeah. I feel like at that point you have to respect the author's work. And no, oh, no, I don't mean like changing anything. I mean, just like, I don't know, writing it out as like you're copying it or whatever, you're rewriting it. Oh, like, would you, um, would you, you get know, something I did that a it? lot when I was younger, especially for like memorization. I used to like write out scenes, but, yeah. but now I don't so much. I really try to sort of like read it or hear it Yeah. because I feel like if I can't, that's enough information. I don't need to spend more time trying to, yeah. if that makes sense. Then it's like, I just, yeah. especially if it's from the producing side, I'm like, if I don't get it between reading it and, and hearing it, then it's probably just not there. I can move on to yeah. something else. If I'm acting Good. in it and I don't get something, I might write it down to see if I can find another way, I can hear it another way. Um, but that's, or, you know, that's really, if you just don't have anyone you can ask, like, Interesting. What did you mean with this line? <laughs> what was yeah. this for? You know. Interesting. So, who who are your inspirations in theater and film? I'm just curious. Oh man. Um, as far as like the overall career trajectory, I would love to be like the female version of like Ben Stiller. Ah, because okay. I think his dramatic work is awesome. I think his comedy yeah, is. is awesome. I think he, you know, he directs. He writes, he produces. The he cable acts. guy. You, you, you know, he does that. everything. And it's so good. All of it is good. The quality is so high. Um, I also like that he has like a pretty stable family life. You know, he's married yeah, for 17 years. Even after his divorce, like they're still dating, like his wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> like they're dating each other. Like it's very, <laughs> like, it's very like wholesome seeming. I don't yeah. know them obviously, but um, yeah. I like that it seems like stable and wholesome and it's not like full of crazy drugs and yeah. you know, all this crazy stuff you hear in Hollywood all the time. Um, 
Yeah. It's I feel like he just Kanye West and you know Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's, not a real <laughs> it's just like a guy doing good projects all the time, and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. So he's definitely exactly. an inspiration. Um, cool. I mean, any great actor right now, I'm really fascinated by um, Haley Bennett. Um, she was in um, so Swallow. Was that, yes. that, that I saw that yeah. film? Yeah, she was really good in that. She that is good a- at everything she does. Um, and there's yeah. something so interesting to me about her work. It really draws you in. Yeah. Um, I'm always like trying to see her next thing. She's just she's just great. Um, I mean, there's so many talented people, so it's hard to be like just these people. Like, I feel like yeah, no, no, no. You know, I'm like, oh, that was great. Or, oh, I don't know if I- No, I know, that. I'm putting you on the spot here and like, you'll you'll leave and you'll be like, oh, wait, I should have said that one. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. But um, yeah, I really, I feel like recently that's an actor that I've been like, what is it? Yeah. Like, what is it that she's doing? Because it's so good. Um, well, j- just watch, because um, you've seen Swallow. I mean, just watch her in there. I mean, like you just- it's not a lot going on, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot you know, going on. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like so simple. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such yeah, an like interesting. Really rich. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it. And then, and then, like, as the movie goes, we finally see her, like, kind of this vicious side to her when she, you know, yeah. confronts like her the unraveling there. of this woman. Yeah. It's just, yeah. She's just really, uh, really interesting, a really interesting actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel yeah, like no, I kind of like go through, I like go through trends where I'm like, oh, this person right now is really interesting to me. You know, like I kind of do. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Um, what would you like to do that you haven't done yet? I mean, I know that's like a stock question, but. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> hoping to direct my first feature film. Oh, wow. Soon. Um, and also I'd like to be on a, for acting, I'd like to be on a, on a series or have a character arc that's a little longer so I get to like live with the character a little yeah. longer because that's the one thing that's always a little sad about booking tv and film is like you get to be that person for like two or three days maybe a week mm-hmm. um and then it's over and that's it what what shows are you watching like what what shows like do you gravitate towards I'm curious you know it's funny because sometimes when I'm really busy I won't start a really good show because I don't have time to like yeah. give it the proper attention so, um, I mean, I was watching the morning show. Mm. Um, Apple's doing some really interesting TV right now. Severance, yeah, I, I still haven't seen Severance. I need, I need to like see. That's what I mean. There's so much stuff. There's so out much. There, you know. Um, Peaky Blinders is always. I mean, yeah. Work on that show is fantastic, and the cinematography is so good. Um, yeah. But recently, I was like, I mean, sometimes I watch like easy to turn off shows because I'm like, I don't like I said, I don't want to invest. Yeah, I don't want to be up until four a.m. because I'm so invested. So that that that's what happened to me with uh, Andor. I just started. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch one episode. I was like, wait a minute, this is actually really good, really good cinematography. This doesn't feel like Star Wars. This feels different. And I'm just like, I like binge watched all episodes like in just like two days. Yeah. So sometimes if I'm like, I don't have time for that right now, I like won't start because I don't want it. Yeah. So like the white Lotus is the thing that like everybody's talking about now. And it's like, I got to sit and watch it, but I'm like, okay, I got to watch now two seasons. And I'm like, I don't have the time right now. 
Yeah. Because I know oh, once Ted I get Lasso hooked, was another like, one. Ted Lasso was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. With um. Yeah. With uh, what's his? I forget his name, but uh, I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, I was able to like justify starting because the episodes are like twenty some minutes. Yeah. They're not an hour. Um. But yeah, it's that's that's my biggest challenge. I actually wish I I had more time to watch stuff. Period. Yeah. Movies, film, all uh, TV. All I don't know. It's hard. Um, but that's yeah. It's it's tough. It's trying right. to make movies and TV is constantly taking up all my time, so I don't really get yeah. to watch as much as yeah. I want. <laughs> um, so, do you have a uh, beginning of the day routine? Um, I actually start most of my mornings doing physical therapy for my back. Um, with a clinic in London um, over Skype. So um, mm-hmm. most mornings from 7.30 to 9, I'm doing physical therapy. Um, and that's kind of my little routine. If I'm really gung-ho about getting in shape, I'll wake up and do a yoga class at like five in the morning before my physical therapy. But I often mm-hmm. stay up late working. And so sometimes I just can't go because I'm like, yeah. otherwise I'll only sleep like two hours. Nothing yeah. will function <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, but that's generally my morning routine. And then I drink like a pot of coffee. I'm mostly oh, wow. sleep deprived most days. So yeah. I usually drink like five cups of coffee. <laughs> a lot of coffee. See, see, I can't, even one cup of coffee, I'm very sensitive to caffeine. So like, I'll mm-hmm. just like feel it like, it's like, it's just a, one cup. So I have to drink like decaf because I like the taste of caf- coffee, mm-hmm. but it's like, but I, but I see why you're doing it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is that just something hard for us artists to just shut down at night? <laughs> I don't know. I usually get really, really sleepy at like 6 p.m. Really? And sometimes if I have a lot of work to do, I'll actually just sleep from like 6 to 8 and then wake back up and then work until like 2 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Um, I mean, like I had a writing deadline the other day that oh, yeah. I was just struggling to get through it because I had so many other things going on and, and writing really takes like, you have to like sit down and, and like focus, you know? It's, it's yeah, really yeah, you hard. have to have a lot of time to like- Ideally. There's gotta, yeah, there's gotta be like, where like the first hour you might not do anything, but you're just like sitting there. You gotta like get everything out of, you know, just be like, okay, this is all I'm doing. Yeah, and so I was actually just sleeping in shifts. So I would like, I did it for like three days to get the deadline done. So I, yeah, I would sleep from like four to five thirty in the morning, and then work until yeah. like ten. Yeah. And then I would sleep from like ten to eleven thirty, and then work until four, and then yeah. sleep from like four to five thirty, and then work until two. And then, you know, like I was just like, it, yeah. I don't think it's good for you. <laughs> oh, is that good for you? But but when you got the deadline, you know, you gotta sometimes you, you just, gotta do what you gotta, you gotta do. do. Whatever, yeah, whatever it takes to get it done. Um, yeah, so sometimes I do, I do crazy things like that, but um, generally, you know, an ideal day, I wake up, I go to yoga, I go to PT, I take a little power nap after PT, and then I sort of like start my office day yeah. after that. Yeah. Do you have a nighttime routine? I mean, we kind of talked about that. Like- um, I usually try to watch something for half an hour while I eat dinner. Um, <laughs> Although oftentimes that means it's not going to be a really good show. It'll just be an okay show. Um, Mm. And then, I mean, I like to read. It depends on how late I'm working. If I'm actually done working at like a decent hour, I might watch a movie or read a book 
you know, do something yeah. kind of like fun. Um, but that's not happened that much recently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I eat. I, that's like my, my my nighttime routine is like, oh, I finally get to eat dinner. It's like midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just there like, go, oh, yeah. I can eat dinner now. Um, also not great for you, but um, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Um, Do you meditate? No, I I tried uh, PM for a while, like transcendental, mm. whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I do like to write my to-do list for the next day at night. That okay. is something I guess I kind of do. I, especially when I'm really, really busy, I will sleep much better if I've sort of like brain dumped all the things I need to do tomorrow Put it all, before it, put it I try to go to bed. Yeah. 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 So I guess that is something I do. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what are you reading right now? Uh, tell everybody to read it. <laughs> I actually just finished it. I'm going to start. I just got it. Uh, Clara and the Sun. Clara and the Sun. Okay. I'm gonna start this one. Um, one of my friends was like, "Oh my god, it's so good." Um, the book I kept, I keep telling everybody to read. It was a Tim Ferriss recommendation. I can't exactly describe what four type hour of work movie. week. Um, no, no, no. It, it's so that's the author of yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, the book is called "This Is How This Is How We Lose the Time War." This is how I. This is how uh, you lose the time war. We lose the time war. Something like that. Um, he wrote a he wrote a new book. Okay. Well, he didn't he didn't write it. He just recommended it. He was like, "This is an amazing book. You should read it." It was on yeah. one of his like uh, Twitter or something, and um, uh. it is an amazing book. I have read it twice now, and I tell everybody they should read it. It's like I don't know what genre you can say it is. It's sort of sci-fi, sort of romance, sort of poetry sort of action yeah it's very hard to describe but it's very good i mean that's that's the problem i think all of us are living in is like how do we not let time rule everything whereas we're controlling time mm -hmm. you know now we're getting into metaphysical stuff but you know it's um yeah so that's a difficult thing because i mean uh, if you would say the one constant other than money in this country and i think the whole world is probably time and it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think anyone really talks about is how important time really is, you know. Well, and how little you have of it, really. Yeah. You know, like, um, I don't know if you've seen that graph of like, you know, the amount of days you have left, with like your loved ones after the age of 30. It's like, it's like 80 days with your parents. Or something. I mean, it's like wild if you look it's at terrifying. how little time you actually have. Yeah, you're just like, whoa. I got to be more intentional about this stuff. Like it's yeah. so precious, you know? Yeah. Time is really important. Uh, I, it was, it's also very hard to just like kind of get sucked into doing the work and not stopping, you know, and be mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to, I need to unwind now at some point. And that's why I make myself meditate for an hour and 10 minutes. And it's just like, you know, it's like something I don't want to do it, but you know, it's just like, have to you know create that focus and be like where what do i want to go what what's where where is yeah. this you know how do i you know um what are you listening to right now honestly um i love this um it's all like for work uh yeah. uh this guy on youtube i think he goes by mind amend but he makes these like study beats 
that like help you focus and they work really well with me so I listen to a lot of that um when I need to get like a lot done um if I need to get like energized in the morning I'll listen to just like pop or I guess it's called noir pop it's a little bit darker and then um I love like classic rock uh Mm. So like ACDC and yeah. things like that. So like <laughs> I'll listen to cool. like Aerosmith or yeah. the, like, you know, just Spotify playlists of like that yeah. time. But it's tricky because I, being a dancer, if, I, if I'm listening to really, I also like love classical music. Um, mm. But if I'm listening to something that's very danceable, I won't get anything done because I will just be dancing in my head. So I, I actually can't listen to really good music when I drive either, because I become a very dangerous driver, because I'm like not, like good music makes me want, like makes me see movement, basically. Like I, I can't not like dance in my head. And so it's kind of, I don't really get to listen to music for fun because of that. Wow, that's interesting. I, I, that, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. Ah. Um, one thing I, I like to do is I put on brown noise. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Brown noise. Oh, I've is a, seen that. Does that help? Yeah, it, it does for me. I I will I will put it on and like I won't hear anything else, you know, mm. down there. So it's like everything will kind of keep me, you know. I I don't like hearing anything like in the walls or anything like that. So it's like right. if I put that on, it's like I can't hear anything. It's like there's a frequency there where it just puts you in and you you can't hear anything. I used to like listen to like rain sounds and I was like, okay, I'm still hearing other people. And then I found brown noise and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then there's pink noise, which is for sleep. Yeah, so, I heard there's all these different colors. I always just thought there was yeah. like white noise, but apparently- I, Same here, <laughs> I did too. It's like, there's a whole spectrum of color noises, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what are you watching now? I know we kind of already talked about Um, that. Well, I've been actually watching, it's not on the air anymore. Um, and it's, I'm watching Elementary, that Lucy Liu mm, show yeah. over she's like Watson and Sherlock Holmes. Um, I'm, I'm kind of trying to watch more network procedurals just from a writing standpoint um, mm. because it's so formulaic and it's so specific. Mm. Um, like and ER? I don't feel like I'm super confident in that. So I, I am trying to watch a little bit more of those types of shows. Um, to kind of yeah. learn that. Do, do, do you watch ER? I've not watched ER. Do you recommend ER? I, I, I would, well, I, you know, I remember doing an acting class and they gave us the, the script to um, ER. And ER is written by, the, the pilot was written by, um, this was originally gonna be a film, um, by the person who did uh, Jurassic Park. Um, yeah, oh, I think Michael Crichton. Okay. I think Michael Crichton did it, yeah. So yeah. it's got like, it just has this, Michael Crichton is one of my favorite feel. writers, so I would yeah. probably really like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It's got this cool. like different feel to it. And it's like, okay, I see why this show like just really jumped off the page, the, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like, it's, the characters are very defined. There's a lot going on. It, you know, it, it feels, it feels like a movie and it's, it's, it's an, it's an interesting script. I, I would recommend that. Um, I've never watched, you know, Grey's Anatomy, but I just remember reading the ER script and I was like, this is Yeah, okay, cool, check it out. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lovely conversation. This was was great. Um, How can uh, people reach you? 
Um, probably Instagram is the best way. Um, I go under FYVIVI. Um, that's going to be the most up to date thing. I'm, I've been kind of bad about my social media presence. So. Um, well, that if you're going to bed, if you're eating at midnight, you know, I can understand that. <laughs> right. I think we could all like understand that. One more that. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be the easiest way. I don't always check my, like the messages from non followers or whatever, you know, like there's like the other inbox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it goes into them. like these three categories. There's like the one, the general, and then there's like the one and you're just like, but like other you know, people that you're like, what? It's like, Hey, so sell this that often, but... necklace. <laughs> yes. And you're yes. like, okay. And then I'm going to pay you for the necklace to get mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. It was really nice to meet you. It was very nice meeting you. All right. Well, um, have a wonderful rest of your day. And, yeah. uh, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, be able to keep in touch with you also. Absolutely. Okay, that does it for this interview with Faye Viviana. I want to thank her for being on the show. As always, you can find me at Justin Yachts. If you like the podcast, um, consider giving it a subscribe or giving us a review. And as always, I will see you next time on the DMF. <laughs>